Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the Herd. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, in for vacationing Colin Cowherd. Happy July 5th, everybody, wherever you are and however you may be. Is that what he says, Alex Curry? <laughs> you may be listening. Yes, this something like herd. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy, you, did, you did good. As I tell my kids, happy Wednesday to you, Alex Curry. Wednesday? Yeah, do you ever use that? No, no but I think From I might now. Okay. I'm into that. There's some people cringing out there at my attempt to be cool and relate to the kids. I thought you were going to say cringing at the fact that it's the day after 4th of July. It's like National Hangover Day. I think July 5th and the first of the year. Yeah, how are you feeling on July 5th? Oh, I'm great. I I just hung at home with my dogs. I'm also taking care of my girlfriend Cynthia Freeland's dog right now. So I have like a full crazy dog house. Nice. So just me and the dogs and fireworks. I I got off a flight from balmy Orlando at about 1 a.m. this morning. Yeah, Orlando. Tough to fly out of for sure. My son was playing Yes. Indeed, yeah. yes. My son was at a national volleyball tournament. They finished fifth. Not not bad, That's but okay. a little bit disappointing. That was we good had fun. Dad. Good fun dad was move. had, yes. And uh, obviously during the July 4th holiday, I was doing a lot of ruminating about sports. Uh-huh. And uh, let's just say there's some interesting storylines out there. A I lot. don't want to put too much pressure on Tua, but we'll get to him shortly. Mm-hmm. I do want to start with this. You know, ladies and gentlemen, NBA free agency was kind of wacky over the, uh, the holiday break. A lot of interesting names out there moving, new places. And we had a couple trade requests, or should I say demands. Uh, a certain gentleman by the name of James Harden has now demanded, I think, I've, I think I've lost track here. It might be his third trade demand in four years. Remember what happened when he was leaving 
Houston. That was ugly. He did not want to play there. He wanted his little strip club tour across America right before the season started. Showed up out of weight, not locked in. Then there was Brooklyn, that disaster. And now Philadelphia, James Harden demanding a trade, as everybody knows. But it's interesting because I want to take the Joel Embiid angle to this. If I'm, Can you imagine what Joel Embiid has gone through since going to Philly? He was, I believe, the third overall pick in 2014. Embiid has been an ambassador for the sport. Uh, everybody loves Joel Embiid. He's coming off an MVP season. And he's also had to deal with the process in Philadelphia. Sam Hinkie, of course, the mastermind behind it. He's also the mastermind behind this great quote, you can't get to the moon by climbing a tree, right? You got to take, you got to take big swings. You got to go for the moon, go for the glory. And Philadelphia has largely done that, but they're now in a tough spot because Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP in the NBA, is watching as Harden is demanding a trade. Uh, if you remember two summers ago, it was the Ben Simmons show where he didn't want to be there after the disaster against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, mind you, Embiid was not great in that game seven. And Embiid saw Ben Simmons showing up to practice. Remember he had the phone in his pocket? And the screen was lit as if he was just looking at his phone running through drills. Embiid's been through a lot in Philadelphia. And now he's got to watch his wingman, James Harden, demand a trade. Well, you know what? If I'm Joel Embiid, I'm walking into the front office of the Sixers. And by the way, he hung out with them a lot over the weekend at a party in the Hamptons. Embiid was there, P.J. Tucker, James Harden, former owner of the Sixers, uh, Michael Rubin through the big bash. A lot of celebrities there. Tom Brady was in the house. And I just wonder if Embiid has the power and the wherewithal and the, you know, aggressiveness to say, if you can't get me a star in return for James Harden, just trade me. Just get me out of Philadelphia. Because I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. Okay, I saw the Doc Rivers years, which were great. And then they were really bad, ugly, ugly at the end between Doc Rivers and James Harden. And oh, by the way, the ownership situation in Philadelphia has changed. And oh, by the way, the process has been an unmitigated disaster. J- Joel Embiid is looking at around the league. He's saying, man, Nikola Jokic was the MVP twice. I beat him out this year for the MVP. And they built a title contender around him in Denver, of all places. Denver. I watched Giannis leapfrog right past me in the East. They built a title contender. Giannis now has a ring. I can't get to the gosh darn conference finals. Guys, what are we doing here? If I'm Joel Embiid, I am dead serious. Guys, we've had a good run. I've seen what happens when Harden demands a trade. I think I'm ready to go. And I would totally, 100% be behind Joel Embiid if he went to Philly and said, you know what, you're not going to get a star for James Harden, okay? I've seen some of these deals. I've seen the poo-poo platter that the Clippers are offering. Yeah, I like Norm Powell as much as the next guy. Norm Powell ain't changing the Sixers game. I I see this Tobias Harris situation where he's promoting crumble cookie in terms of his trade value. I've seen all these three-team deals. Oh, we could get Dame Lillard. We could bring in Dame to join forces with Joel Embiid. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a three-team deal that ends up costing you Tyrese Maxey. So now you're going to lose Maxey and Harden? Nothing makes sense in the Joel Embiid world. And there's all these Sixers fanboys out there sending me messages over the weekend. Hey, Jay. Harden could stay. He could just return to the Sixers. Oh, really? And and run it back? Because that worked out so well in the postseason. Everybody remembers that. Harden, two awesome games against the Celtics. Dynamic in the fourth quarter. Hit game-winning threes he did in two of those games in the final minute. They had Boston on the ropes, and then what happened? What normally happens to James Harden teams in the playoffs is they choked. Choke City in game six up in the fourth quarter. Gag. What happened in game seven? They get beat by 70 or 60, whatever it was, in Boston. Just another disaster in the postseason. And if I'm Joel Embiid, 
I'm looking at one team out there that makes a whole lot of sense. I know a lot of Lakers fans are dreaming of Joel Embiid. Hey, we would take Embiid for Anthony Davis in a heartbeat. Lakers fans, settle down. There's one team that makes all the sense in the world for Joel Embiid to land with. His former agent is a guy by the name of Leon Rose. He's now running the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks have a war chest of draft picks stockpiled where they can give the 76ers, hey, you guys want to restart the process? Why don't you ship Harden to the Clippers, get whoever you want, and then why don't you send us, Joel Embiid, right up the I-95 corridor to New York City. Now, a lot of people will take this as, hey, Jay, you're a Knicks fan. The Sixers are never doing the deal. Ah, ah, ah. Let's remember, look at the history of Sixers GM Daryl Morey. He likes stars in Houston. T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, and Yao Ming. Then it was James Harden and Dwight Howard. Then it was James Harden and Chris Paul. Morey goes to Philly. What's he try? Ben Simmons plus Joel Embiid. Then it's, let's try Harden and Embiid. And he keeps swinging at two stars. It doesn't look like he's getting a second star. It feels to me like the Sixers are ready to reboot, ship Harden, ship Embiid, and start the process all over again. Just what 76ers fans want on this July 4th week. All right, let's pivot to the NFL quickly. Everybody on this show knows I've been just jamming New York Jets content down everybody's throat for a better part of nine months now. And I know you guys are sick of it, especially Miami Dolphins fans. Well, we got some Dolphins news this week. So Miami is really set up right now. I just saw a, another media outlet had the Miami Dolphins having the fourth best roster heading into this NFL season. Fourth! I was stunned. Ahead of San Francisco? Ahead of Cincinnati? Ahead of my beloved Jets? And you start to look around at the Dolphins, you're like, man, a lot of noise. They got added Jalen Ramsey. Bradley Chubb is back, coming off the edge. Tyreek Hill. They've got Jalen Waddle. This team is loaded offensively. And then comes Tua. And I saw uh, Fox's NFL analyst Mike Vick uh, talked about Tua and needing to stay healthy And Mike Vick, who I am a massive fan of, by the way, I went to Virginia Tech like Mike Vick. I covered his first college football game where he flipped into the end zone. I've talked to him about it here at Fox. Vick is just an outstanding guy when it comes to quarterback in the NFL. Here's what he had to say about Tua this offseason. So I just think he got, he's got to bulk up a little bit, get a little bit bigger, get stronger. You know, as you you grow into your man body, that's that's what needs to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with picking up another 10 pounds, 15 pounds to handle the pounder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I mean, that's those the things that you got to learn as you go through this process of playing quarterback. It ain't easy. Now, don't get hit. Yeah, that's the biggest don't thing. Don't get knocked around. <laughs> I love Mike Vick. I uh, can't wait to see him here once the fall starts up. But the reality is, Tua gains 10, 15 pounds. He'll go from, what, 217 to 230? So he's just going to land harder when he gets ragdolled behind that terrible offensive line? Let me remind people, I know they're rebuilding it for, like, the third straight year. Um... Pass block win rate is a stat that, you know, some of these advanced metric guys came up with. Miami's offensive line ranked 24th in the league last year. And I've got a Tua stat. I'm going to hit you with it in a second that you're not going to be happy with. It's weird. Tua, we're hearing Mike Vick talk about bulking up. Earlier this season, it was Tua is learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu so he can land better when he gets ragdolled. It was weird. One of the producers this morning was like, geez, Uh, is Tua auditioning for John Wick 5? Like, what's going on? He's bulking up, and he's working on Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, essentially, we're hearing everything about Tua except, oh, the pressure in Miami where he's in the toughest division 
in the NFL. The Jets, my Jets, my beloved Jets, have added Aaron Rodgers. Okay, The Patriots now have an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, the genius. He's going to solve and fix Mac Jones. And the Buffalo Bills, they, listen, I don't love the Buffalo Bills. We got, got some Josh Allen thoughts coming up. But they won 13 games last year. They were pretty damn good. All of the pressure in the world is on Tua. And oh, by the way, I'm sure you guys have followed. He was in that quarterback draft where Burrow went one. Herbert was drafted right ahead of Tua. All we're hearing about Herbert this offseason and Joe Burrow is, oh, hey, did you see Joe Burrow at that uh, big party in the Hamptons over the weekend? Hollywood Joe living it up with Beyonce and all the cool people. And Justin Herbert, just how much money is he going to get? How big are they going to go for Justin Herbert, the great quarterback, who, by the way, says nothing. He's the best dull interview you will find. No storylines with Justin Herbert. And what's his money number going to be? Because everybody is looking at Tua going into his final year and not knowing how much money he's going to get paid. So Tua not only has the pressure where his star wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is like, yeah, he's got to bulk up, gain a little weight. And him and Mike Vick agree. Tua's good. He, he's the missing Jenga piece to the puzzle. So Tua's got to gain weight. He's got to fall better. He's got to carry the fourth best roster in the league. Um, I, I just want to remind Miami Dolphins fans, the last time you won a playoff game was over two decades ago. The futility in Miami is comical. No pressure, Tua. Hey, you just got to land better, be heavier, carry this bad, bad historically team that has a great roster. And oh, by the way, if you do it and stay healthy, you're going to get paid. And don't bother looking over your shoulder. Uh, the guy they got from the Jets, your backup quarterback, Mike White, you know, he, he's only, I think, started something like seven games in his career, but he's been pretty damn good in a few of them. But you don't have to worry about him because you're going to stay healthy, right? Um, I got a lot of questions for Tua. I'm, I'm a little concerned about him. And these stats, I'll hammer it home with this, folks. Our crack team here at the Herd came up with a pretty amazing stat. So Tua's put up a lot of good numbers in his career. Are you ready for this? Tua, look at this, folks. Against non-playoff teams, it's like Tua playing at Alabama going against uh, Directional University State. Okay? He's carving them up 16 and 4. Look at these numbers. Staggering. And then Tua faces playoff teams. And did you see what happened down the stretch last year? Struggled against the Packers. Interceptions galore on Christmas Day. Struggled against the Niners. Struggled in those pivotal four games right in December. Winning time. And he could not deliver. The numbers don't lie. The passer rating falls off a cliff. The interceptions up. Folks, Tua, all the pressure in the world, and he struggled a bit against the good playoff teams. I'm a little worried about him. Listen, I'm rooting for Tua. I've said that many times on the show. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I do root for Tua. He's a good story. But folks, this is going to be a tough one for Tua if things go sideways in Miami this season. Alex, I know you're not a, a partial NFL fan, the way I am. I love my Jets. What's your NFL team? Who's my NFL yeah. team? Uh, well, I, I jumped on the Rams bandwagon once they came back to LA. Because yeah. growing up, I didn't really have a team. We had we had SC, Matt Liner, and then Dodgers, Lakers. So once the Rams came back, yeah. I yeah, it, it, it worked out nicely because yeah. it just so happened to be right around when they won a Super Bowl. It was a good run. It was uh, a Rams, great one. <laughs> Rams fans, next hour, you're going to be hey, a little upset hey. with me, but uh, we'll get to that next. Coming up next here on The Herd, Dame Lillard wants out of Portland, but have the Blazers missed their window to trade him? That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. How do you own the day in sports? You make incredible plays. But how do the rest of us own the day? With Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready to own the day. So look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. All right, another NBA story that's kind of popped up is the trade. Are we calling it a request or a demand? Trade me. That sounds like a demand. Is Dame Lillard out of Portland? Uh, Rick Buecher came on this show last week and called it a game of chicken in Portland. And Dame Lillard blinked, although I would agree that he probably blinked a year or two late. Um, listen, regular people who watch this show, who followed my career, I've been here at Fox for seven years now. Um, I've always been a fan of the little guy, the underdog. I consider myself a bit of an underdog. Um, in besides like trying to flex my, you know, budding men's league basketball dynasty out here in LA and shoving the jets down your throat. Um, I'm a champion for the underdog at my core. That's who I am. I always will root for the player against the owner. Um, I know that's kind of a silly underdog, Damian Lillard, you know, guy worth net worth of $100 million or whatever it is. Um, but I'm rooting for Damian Lillard against ownership. And I have defended player movement, player empowerment. LeBron, I said, why would he stay in Cleveland the first time around? He asked him to build a title contender. Boston's loading up. Orlando's loading up. I mean, yeah, they built around Dwight Howard in Orlando. Got to the finals against the Lakers. And LeBron's watching, like, Antoine Jameson come to his rescue and, like, you know, 34-year-old Shaq. Like, they didn't do anything. So LeBron left. I, I, I defended him. And, you know, maybe the delivery with the, the TV spectacle, the decision, maybe that wasn't a great decision, but he's like a 26-year-old guy. Um, I defended Kevin Durant and his move from OKC. I took a lot of heat for that. But I defended him. I said, listen, just because he was drafted by Seattle, which turned into OKC, doesn't mean he has to stay there forever. That's not how the world works. Kevin Durant should be able to leave and do go wherever the hell he wants and win. 
And Dame Lillard is in that situation. And folks, <laughs> he hung around too long. There's no other way around it. Lillard is essentially stuck in Portland now. Yes, that's right. Stuck in Portland because there's no trade for him. He's turning 33 this summer. He's still a very good player. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's at the height of his powers, although he did just have one of his greatest statistical seasons of his career. But we're talking about a big-time clutch playoff performer. Literally one of the most clutch playoff performers in the history of the NBA. He has had two walk-off series wins. Michael Jordan has one. A lot of other players have zero. Like, Dame Lillard has delivered in the playoffs, and the problem is he was just too loyal to Portland. Loyalty is like an antiquated idea. You know, this stuck uh, loyalty is like from the 60s and 70s. It just does not exist anymore. You could extend it to the 80s if you want. But this idea that Dame owes Portland anything is, is total nonsense. And Portland, for their problem, they, they held on to him too long. <laughs> you know, you look at last year, what they could have got for Dame Lillard in the hall would have been massive. I will point folks to what the Utah Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell. What the Utah Jazz got for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Okay, Rudy Gobert's haul, what the Jazz got, all those picks is going to be bigger than what Portland gets for Damian Lillard. I mean, the trades we're hearing now are like, oh, well, Milwaukee's kind of out. Um, Miami, we, we got Tyler Hero for you. We got uh, Caleb Martin. We, we got a couple picks. And uh, according to one report, Portland's like, we don't want Tyler Hero. No, no disrespect to that young up-and-coming player. We just don't want him. And then you look around, you're like, Okay, he goes to Philly, but they'd have to lose Maxi and Harden in a three-team deal. And one of the funny lines you hear around the NBA is, if you have a three-team deal, you have a no-team deal because they're almost impossible to pull off. So you look at landing spots for Dame, and you're like, where's he going? There's a chance that there are no takers for him. Now, we know Daryl Morey in Philly is going to string it out as long as possible, as he's done. But Portland has a young nucleus. they got a bunch of young, good players. And for some reason, they just totally, totally butchered this Damian Lillard saga. So now he goes into the season, half his team's in the summer league playing because they got all these young guys. Portland goes out and extends Jeremy Grant in one of the most mind-boggling extensions you'll see. He got something like $130 million for Jeremy Grant. I mean, some of the NBA numbers this week are staggering. I saw LaMelo Ball is getting like $50 million a year. He's never finished, I don't think, above 500 in his career. Like, these, these NBA salaries are ridiculous. Anthony Edwards getting 52 mil. Can the guy win a playoff series? Like, Dame Lillard's won a ton, and his value is next to nothing. Portland, you waited too long. I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. When I wear uh, sneakers in my basketball league, yeah, second mention of the show, I wear Dame Lillard's. I'm a fan of his work. But man, he's in a tough spot. I don't know where he ends up. I would keep an eye on New Orleans and some Hail Mary play from the Pels. But otherwise, Portland, you royally screwed up. Alex with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, let's start in San Francisco because Trey Lance is taking advantage of every opportunity to continue to build chemistry with his 49ers teammates, even though Brock Purdy has jumped ahead as the expected starter. Now, Lance is getting a lot of reps in practice as Purdy recovers from his injury, and Lance recently shared why he thinks tight end George Kittle is such a tough person to throw to. I mean, time is a huge part of it, uh, and George, with his explosiveness and speed and, and everything and just ability to make plays, is probably the one, of, one of the toughest guys I've ever had to throw to. Uh, but just continuing to get reps with him and, and, like you said, just getting reps with other guys, it only helps. 
I gotta be honest, this is just a, a weird thing to admit. I understand that you're giving him a compliment because of his speed and his explosiveness, but you're also putting yourself down, in a sense, in a space where you're trying to earn a job and beat out Brock Purdy, who beat you out last season with how he did once he came in to, to fill the spot. It, it makes you think, like, do you ever hear someone like Patrick Mahomes say, wow, Travis Kelsey, man, he is so hard to throw to. No, you say, I love throwing to him because he is one of the greatest. So the phrasing there is just, it's odd. I will agree. I mean, Alex, he's thrown to him, I think this is year three for Trey Lance, right? Like, what's taking so long? I don't know. You've worked with the guy for three years and he's still You should feel lucky to throw to a guy like this. I don't know, man. I... We all need like a mentor, right? I, yeah. In our industry, I'm sure when you were coming up, you saw like a mentor and kind of work with them to help you Get learn advice. the ropes. Yeah. Right. Who's Trey Lance getting advice from? Because there's all young quarterbacks in that locker room, and it's like if know. I'm if I was a veteran quarterback, seeing this like it impl- it's like a slow motion car wreck, right? In San Fran, he gets <sighs> hurt. He's not getting a chance. He's saying the wrong things. They bring in Sam Darnold. Brock Purdy uh, overshines him last year. I, I almost feel bad for Lance at this point. You do. You, you can feel that there is a lack of confidence, yeah. in a sense. And you, like, he knows. Once Purdy comes back, he has the job. It's been talked about. The guys in the locker room trust him. He got him to the postseason. Like, that. Yeah. that is who the guys believe in. So. But we've also worked with people in our industry who are kind of crazy and can kind of get you go thinking negative about yourself if you're uh, working with bad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely know those we people. We have. So uh, you just hope for him yeah. and for this team, he can kind of turn that turn around. Turn it around, and just, yeah. just phrase things a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would agree. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on to New York because the Giants have until July 17th to get a long-term deal done with Saquon Barkley. He was franchise tagged to keep him off the market during the offseason. And then the team is reportedly optimistic that they can reach an agreement. Ownership still sees Saquon as a centerpiece type player. And there's hope that a resolution is near. Now, they need to get this done ASAP, right? They, they kind of got over that hump last season they had a breakthrough year the expectations are to hopefully not only just do that again but one up yourself go further into the postseason you just signed daniel jones to a four-year 160 million dollar deal saquon is a huge piece of this team's success if you don't sign him i i I don't think you get close to where you were last season I don't, I don't, I feel bad for Saquon because remember the Jordan Poole situation with Draymond mm-hmm. Green? Like Jordan Poole was running his mouth. I got yes. my money, Draymond, you didn't get yours. Yeah. It's not apples to apples because Daniel Jones won't do that. But you know in the back of his head, Saquon Barkley's like, come Just on, like, you guys gave this guy like $40 million. And yeah. I'm a better, like we would agree, Saquon's yes. a better player yes. at his position. Yes. It's just, it's really unfortunate for the Giants. I mean, it, they got what, like two and a half weeks to get this done before camp opens? July 17th. July 17th. And it's so, the 5th. Oh, so less than. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. The clock is ticking. I'm sure ticking. it'll be done at they the last moment. They have to get it done. Yeah. They have to get it done. I mean, like, Barkley's not going to. Yeah, Barkley's not going to not show. I, I know he can say he's not going to show. He's going to show up. You hope. Right? Eh, I don't know. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Okay, let's move on to the NBA because the NBA announced that they will test a proposed in-game flopping penalty during Summer League. Now, if ref calls a flopping penalty, the opposing team will be awarded one free throw. A player who commits a flop will be given a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul, which does not count as a personal foul or lead to an ejection. Officials will also not be required to stop play to call a flop. So... I'm just curious to see how this is all going to play out because it's very subjective. Every ref is going to see it 
differently. Every player is going to, especially flopping, however you sell it, however you follow, how, it's so subjective. It's so subjective. So, how do you see it playing out? I'm a big soccer guy, and you know, flopping Same. is massive. In it's a soccer. part of the game. Yeah, you played soccer. I played. Right? Yeah. yeah, that was my sport. So, players flop in the but there's no real. I mean, I in guess you can get a you yellow, get a penalty. right? Eh. But you can get a you penalty just sell kick. It. You get for, a penalty. Yeah, yeah, if you sell it. So, this is only one point. It doesn't sound like there's going to be uh, ramifications. It's like it's not a personal foul, but no. I don't know. It. It's weird. They're not I, going I guess all I don't in on it, it. You know? Yeah. They're it's not going to be start. reviewing flops. It's no. tough to see a flop in real time, but when you slow it down in, in the slow-mo and LeBron's like, ah, oh, you know, you can see it very clearly. Yeah. I, I don't and think they it's don't have to stop play to call the flop either. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah, you're not going to... Re- it's not I mean, counting really against you. It's you're, yeah. you're giving up a free, like one just, free throw. It's, it's like, is it, does it fall under gamesmanship? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think, what's the we NFL equivalent? See. Like Tom Brady always sells yeah. the late hit, right? Yeah. Goes down. He did a good job of that. Got a bunch of flags. I mean, 15 yards is significant. I'd say that's Extremely way more important than one, than one free throw. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess I don't hate it. I think it's just, it's... It, You're going to have to see how this, like, how this pans it's out. Early, it's, yeah, it's early. Yeah, it's early. Yeah. Does it feel like it's playing a little to the internet? Like, the internet complains about <laughs> flopping a lot. I mean, and that it was talked never about works. It, it was talked about in the playoffs, though, like, from top guys. Yeah. Like, it became a huge topic of conversation during the playoffs, which is why this is probably being addressed now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. See if it works. NBA, always crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That Alex with the news. Yeah. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All right, real quick, uh, before we bring in Albert Breer here in a moment, I just, I saw this quote, uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. I know, Jason, you're going after another AFC East quarterback. Just just hear me out. So Josh Allen, obviously a tremendous quarterback, um, puts up huge numbers, leader of a team, just got a massive contract, doesn't kick in until next year. Uh, he was on a podcast, the uh, Bussin' with the Boys podcast, and he was talking about the Stefan Diggs situation. Here's what Josh Allen said. I love him. That's my guy. The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right? Like, we are in minicamp. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to, to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's, there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. It was not a big deal. Not a big deal. You, you know who it was a big deal to, Josh Allen. By the way, he's come on this show, seems like a great guest, uh, gets the media, doesn't usually say anything inflammatory like this. But Josh Allen's like, it, it was blown out of proportion. Well, let me quote your head coach from the day it happened. McDermott, I was very concerned Stefan Diggs wasn't here. Very concerned. He went on to say, the coach asked Stefan Diggs to go home. So very concerned, go home, please, to your star wide receiver. How is that not a story? Like, Josh Allen, I know, I get it. You went to Wyoming, small school, small market. The, like, your biggest game of the season was against Iowa. You know, you vomit all over yourself in college. It's not a big deal. Yeah, who cares? It's one game. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, an MVP candidate, blah, blah, blah. But this starts to feel a little bit, a little bit, like a lot of pressure mounting in Buffalo, the media descending, the expectations are huge, the spotlight and the glare are massive, 
and Buffalo is starting to show cracks in the foundation. I know they won 13 games. They had that DeMar Hamlin situation to deal with late in the season. Again, I don't want to go hard at the Bills here, but it does feel like small market Buffalo is starting to get a little wobbly-legged over what's happening with the media glare and the spotlight and the burden of expectations. Again, Josh Allen is a very good quarterback, but to pretend like this is no big deal and to blame the media, maybe they can use this as a rallying cry. It's us against the world. We're battling the media who are making a a story out of nothing, a mountain out of a molehill. I'll just remind you, your coach said he was very concerned your star receiver wasn't at practice. And oh, by the way, if you're scoring at home, Josh Allen's big money contract kicks in next year. This Buffalo defense starting to age a little bit. As we start to look at the roster, you're like, hmm, these guys have been around. Oh, Von Miller's 34 and coming off a big injury. And the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, stepped away. And McDermott all of a sudden is calling plays for the defense. I'm not quite saying they're grasping at straws. Again, this is a great three-year run they've had. A lot of signs pointing towards some panic in the building. They were so nervous about the media and McDermott and the coordinator that they gave McDermott an extension. Okay? They're trying to quell the masses. Put the media at bay. Hey, hey, nothing to see here. Our guy McDermott. It's all good, baby. We're good. A word of caution. I've got my super hot incendiary takes coming up uh, in about 20 minutes. Takes so hot they'll melt your phone. Okay? One of them involves the Buffalo Bills. I don't think you're going to like it. All right, coming up next, we got Albert Breer. I'll ask him if he agrees the Bills are cracking under playoff pressure. It's The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings. 
DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously. See terms and conditions. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. All right, let's bring in Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, a strategist, NFL senior reporter, covered the league since 2005. Albert Breer vacationing uh, in the Northeast. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, J-Mac? Excellent, excellent. I was just bagging on the uh, Buffalo Bills a little bit, and I I didn't look at social media on purpose. I haven't done it yet during the show because I don't want to see what these jabronis are saying. But uh, I see these comments about Josh Allen. The media is blowing the Stephon Diggs thing out of proportion. Uh, Albert, the coach said he was very concerned. Uh, One report said the coach sent Diggs home. Is this something? Is this nothing? I think it's something. Um, I don't think it's absolutely nothing, you know, and it's something whether it was a big deal internally or not, it's going to be a big deal now because all eyes are going to be on Stefan Diggs when they start training camp. All eyes are going to be on Stefan Diggs week one. You better believe CBS and Fox are going to have cameras trained on Diggs early in the season to see how he might react when things go wrong. And I mean, part of this, I think you talked about it before the break, J Mac, is this is life in the big city. You know, when you're this sort of team on this sort of pedestal and you've been winning for a few years and you haven't yet gotten to the championship um, these are the things you have to deal with and I think a lot of people in Buffalo um, in that organization would argue that they did go through a lot last year they were displaced twice by the snowstorms I know you and I have been through this before they went through the supermarket shooting locally which you know they 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 played a big hand in the recovery there obviously the Damar Hamlin thing at the end of the year so this is a team that's been through a lot but I think it's sort of a window into where they are too which is right smack in the in, in, in the middle of a championship window for the current group of players. And I think an increasing feeling that they've got to get it done soon. Yeah, let's pivot to their week one opponent, the Jets. Uh, I just looked up Diggs' numbers. Uh, first of all, in that playoff game against the Bengals, four catches, 35 yards. Uh, he had no mm-hmm. touchdowns against the Jets last year. They really locked him down. Sauce Gardner, superstar. Uh, Jets have a lot of arrows <laughs> pointing up. They're closing in on the Bills. Uh, Dolphins... Uh, you know, they're expected to be very good. Like, are we sure the Bills are still the class of the AFC East and are the Jets closing in? 
I think the Bills are the clear favorite. Um, you know, they've won it the last you know three years in a row, and and certainly I think if you look at like who's got the best top end talent, it's still Buffalo. Like you know, if you look at potentially a like a high end corner coming back now, I know he wasn't the same last year coming off the ACL, but Tre'Davious White is that type of player. Matt Milano, a premier linebacker, really good players up front. You know, you hope you have Von Miller back from the ACL, and then. You know, Ed Oliver just got the big deal. Deion Dawkins at left tackle. Like, that top level of players in Buffalo is still better than any team in the division, and I don't think it's particularly close. Um, that said, you know, a couple of things go wrong, and that that door can open, and I think now there are teams that are capable in the division of taking advantage of it. You know, in, in New York, obviously a lot depends on how quickly Aaron Rodgers melds with everybody else that's already in-house there, but they've got a good young team that was good enough to be 7-4 and four last year with virtually nothing at quarterback. And then Miami, you know, of course, there's the big variable of whether or not Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy. But they've got a pretty good young core, too. Like uh, guys like, you know, you know Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, who's you know obviously a little bit older. And then on defense, you know, you, you bring in Jalen Ramsey, you add him to, to Xavier Howard. So I think there are teams capable of challenging them in the East this year. But I still think if you look at it and if all teams are firing all cylinders, it's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's fair. Um, you know, you touched on Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, an amazing duo. Um, we're also seeing Robert Salah under a lot of pressure. Not that mm-hmm. different from McDermott. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, the, the last time the Jets had a coach that they brought in Brett Favre, uh, you know, it yeah. went sideways and everybody got dusted. Um you know, Salah's probably not thrilled about the hard knock stuff. By the way, have you heard the latest on that? And how much pressure are the Jets under this year? Well, I mean, clearly the NFL is having trouble finding somebody to fill the hard knock slot. And they haven't in the past really had to push that button where they can use the rules to force somebody to do it. But there are four teams out there right now that the league could look at and say we can compel them to do it. The Saints, the Bears, the Commanders, and of course the Jets. And if your NFL films, which one do you want to see most? You know, if you're looking at a brand that's died a little bit over the last couple of years in hard knocks, what would be one way to pump life into it? Oh. Throw in Aaron Rodgers on a new team in New York City into it and you go. You know, so you understand why HBO and NFL films and the NFL itself would want to put the Jets in that spot if they can't find somebody to do it voluntarily. Um, and of course, they'd rather have a volunteer than a hostage when it comes to this. <laughs> um, you can see why they'd want to do it. Um, but like, I, I think the Jets, the, the Jets feeling on this is, is real too. Like, you know, when Robert Sala says like, we don't want to do this, there's good reason for that. Like they're going to be at full capacity media wise to begin with day one of camp's going to be a circus there. The spring brought a lot more attention than, than, than they'd seen in years. And certainly during Sala's time there. And if you're the head coach there and you're trying to create some normalcy and build a team that can contend for a Super Bowl and take the spotlight off of certain guys in that locker room, well, inviting HBO and NFL films as great a job as they do in probably isn't the best way to do that. So I think you're going to continue to hear that the Jets don't want to do it, but certainly they're the team that the NFL would compel to do it if they can't find a volunteer. And remember, last year they announced the Lions coming in on March 28th. It's now July 5th. Is that right? (laughs) Yes. So, like, the fact that it's July 5th and they don't have anything announced yet tells you they haven't found a volunteer yet. One more AFC East. A former NFL player, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to embarrass him. I I don't agree with this take, but said that, you know, Andy Reid can catch Belichick as the greatest head coach of all time. He's got Mahomes. They're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know you're a New England guy. You covered a lot of Belichick. Belichick's safe here, right? Or can Reid legitimately have a chance at 
let me ask you, are we just talking about the wins list or are we talking about like I just, just in general the greatest, greatest time Yeah, this would be like a LeBron Jordan debate because LeBron doesn't have as many titles, but I a mean, lot of people think he's better. I mean I mean, so here's the thing. Like say let's say Mahomes so Andy's sixty five. Let's say Mahomes and Andy get four together, right? And they go to six. So now Andy's been to seven Super Bowls. He got to one with another team. He was super competitive with another team. And I guess then you could make the argument, well, the only thing that happened with Andy Reid is time ran out on him. He got into an ideal situation older than Belichick mm-hmm. did. You know, Belichick got into an ideal situation in his late um, in his late 40s. Andy was damn near 60 years old when he took that Kansas City job, right? So you could argue that the just the timing of it didn't work as well for Andy. But if you really want to compare the two, well, what went better, Andy Reid in Philadelphia or Bill Belichick in Cleveland? So I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but if you wanted to construct the argument, you could say Andy Reid's done it with multiple quarterbacks, with multiple franchises, with multiple owners in both conferences. You can make a, a strong argument there that Andy Reid, if he gets again maybe to four Super Bowl wins with Mahomes and he's halfway there, that you could make the argument that he should be right there with Belichick. I'd still say Belichick is the best ever. But, you know, Andy Reid's got a fighting chance to be in that argument if he can win a couple. Ooh, that's spicy. Uh, All right, let's go to the NFC real quick. So I have my, like, five crazy predictions for the season coming up, and I know everybody's going to love it because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do have to ask, like, you look at the the top of the NFC, Albert, top of the NFC, and it's like Philadelphia uh, lost both coordinators. Jalen Hurts has taken a lot of hits the last two years. His contract just spiked. There's a world where they maybe get knocked down a peg. After that, it could yep. be chaos. San Fran doesn't know about QB1. And even if it's Brock Purdy, okay, what is he, seven wins? Like, come on. Uh, after yep. Again, we got Dallas, Detroit. It's a lot of weirdness. Is there a world where you see a team come out of nowhere, New Orleans Saints perhaps, and shock the world and get to a Super Bowl? Because last year at this time, not a lot of people were saying Eagles. It was like, oh, Rams could get back. Uh, uh, Cowboys, right. uh, Packers with Aaron Rodgers. It was like the usual suspects. I'm trying to find an outsider well, here. All right, so like, let's look at like the strength of the Eagles, which I've always felt like the strength of the Eagles has been along the lines of scrimmage and their ability to develop young talent, right? I would agree that I think the Saints could be in that category if Derek Carr really gives them that boost at quarterback. Obviously, there's a sense of urgency with some older players in that roster. You know, guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Cam Jordan and Michael Thomas, if he can come back healthy, that would be chasing a ring. The Saints do make sense, and they're in a really, really winnable division. I'm going to take you further west. I would say look at the Seattle Seahawks and look at where they are versus maybe where they were 12 years ago and look at that rookie class coming back, right? And what they have in the two young tackles, which gives them strength up front and Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, and they bring Kenneth Walker back. And then in the secondary, they got two young corners they really like coming back and Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, and they drafted Devin Witherspoon back there. Mm-hmm. And now they're adding Jackson Smith and Jigba to the receiver group, and they've got DK Metcalf, and you've got all these players in the roster that mm-hmm. are in their early 20s, and they're still rising, and they're ascending, and they're getting better. And say San Francisco isn't what we thought they'd be because the quarterback situation is a little bit of a problem, and the Rams you know, are going through their reset year. So maybe now the NFC West is a little bit more winnable. Can you get yourself to a point where it's like, if Geno Smith can just tread water and be the same guy he was last year, maybe Seattle's not that far off from where they were 11, 12 years ago when they had those really great draft classes. Again, like if you look closely at the number of snaps played, the number of starts, all that different stuff that we saw from their 2022 draft class last year, 
you figure those guys are a year older now. You've got the two first-round picks coming in in Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba in a draft class that has numbers. I think you can get yourself to a place pretty easily where you say wow. Seattle might have something cooking there in a very winnable conference. Wow. So, someone here tried to sell me on Seattle. My instant reaction is no. G- Geno Smith is not doing that again. Yeah, but- Geno's the, <laughs> Gino's the, but Gino's the mental block, right? Yeah. Like That's the thing. is like If you can get yourself to a place where – and I think Gino's done so much right over the last couple of years. And if you, I, I mean, like, look, like, I'll tell you this, J Mac, like, when they got eliminated from the playoffs last year, he stayed in Seattle when all of his teammates left mm. because he wanted to stay there and he wanted to have a season that would last as long as his Super Bowl team season would. So he did strength and conditioning work in Seattle before going back to Florida to go get more of his offseason stuff done. So like, I think Gino's got the right mentality. And if you can get to a place where you think he's going to tread water and be the same guy he was a year ago, they've got a lot of other things going on on that roster where you could, I I think, make an argument that they could be a real sleeper team in 2023. All right, we got 30 seconds left real quick. If I gave you, you can have the Eagles and Chiefs or the field, who you got winning the Super Bowl? I would say the field. Mm -hmm. I think too much of the Bengals. I think too much of... Mm -hmm the Bills, I think too much of the Niners, and it's it's hard to get back. So if you're saying, like, is it the Eagles or Chiefs or the other 30 teams, I'm going to go with the other 30 teams mm, as th- much as I think of the Eagles and Chiefs. I think I'm with you there. Albert Breer, the lead content strategist, MMQB, mandatory reading if you like the NFL, if you gamble, if you do fantasy. Thanks a lot, Albert. Enjoy the rest of the holiday week. All right. Thanks, J-Mac. All right, Albert Breer, good stuff. Alex, first hour just about in the books. Uh, should I tease our baseball story next hour? I love this Otani story. It's, I have so many thoughts about this. Uh, NFL predictions next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 